You're listening to a message from Impact Student Ministry, a middle and high school-oriented production of The Summit Church. Hey, how are we doing tonight? Good? Good. I'm doing well. Also, I'm Brooke. Thank you so much for letting me be here with you guys tonight. I'm really excited about kicking off this two-week series called Nothing Ordinary. I hope you guys are excited about it, too. And I feel like it's already not been an ordinary night, right? Congratulations, Jake and Sarah. That's so exciting. Yeah, what a fun way to start to start things tonight. But I love the idea of nothing ordinary because I feel like if I were to ask the question, who wants to be ordinary? Nobody in here would get super excited about that. And the only person that raises their hand is somebody who's just trying to be different than everybody else and trying to be an antagonist. That's the only person that would do that because we don't want to be ordinary, right? All of us want to have some sort of individuality with which we express and show the world. And in fact, a lot of the decisions that we make kind of go through that filter. We don't want to be ordinary, so we make decisions that kind of reflect that. Maybe you're thinking, I don't know, I don't really think that that's true about me. It's sometimes easier to talk about other people, so we'll talk about other people so we don't have to talk about you just yet. So we're going to pick on Katy Perry because I feel like she's not here, so we can talk about her um, and and be fine. Um, She's a great singer, an entertaining performer, right? But when she wants wants to promote something or promote a song, she does things like this. And I don't understand. She shows up in a museum like this. And can you guys see this? And people see this and they're like, oh. And she's kind of like, hey, buy my new song. Okay, thanks. That's right, and a bowl of fruit. It's just a little bit strange. Um, But you know what? We are not all that different from Katie. I mean, maybe we don't do this. But when it comes to wanting to stand out, Uh, we do some of the same things. We kind of do things in different ways. Some of us rebel. Mom and dad want us to be ordinary, so they kind of uh, control where we go. We can only be around certain people. We can only do certain things. We have to maintain a certain schedule. Uh, We have to look a certain way. We have to act a certain way. And in order to escape this sort of ordinary, my parents are making me become ordinary, uh, to, in order to escape that, some of you rebel. And so you begin lying about where you are, what you're doing, who you're with. I'm sure none of you have ever done that, but I mean, it happens. Some people, some people, uh, they just decide that they're going to be unique no matter the cost. Uh, some of you see people that have very interesting fashion taste. Uh, they wear things that are interesting. They do things with their hair that are unique in order to stand out. And that's pretty mild. That's not really a big deal. It doesn't really hurt anything necessarily, sometimes, usually. Uh, but sometimes people will, in order to be unique at all costs, they will do things physically or emotionally that cause harm to themselves, all in the name of trying to stand out and be different. And some people, and this is, this is extreme, but this happens as well, some work really hard at an ordinary exterior. They want to look as normal, as ordinary as possible on the outside. Meanwhile, behind the scenes, they are self-medicating or self-harming 
in order to escape what they feel like is this ordinary life. And however we choose to deal with that escape, of trying to escape our ordinary life, the result is usually the same. We end up doing the very things that make us, well, ordinary. We end up looking like everybody else, doing the things that everybody else is doing, and we don't stand out at all. And in fact, we'll do things like we'll, we'll drink at parties, or we'll start doing drugs, or we'll hook up, or we'll mistreat other people, um, we'll cheat on tests, we'll do whatever we think we have to do in order to, to bring attention to ourselves or not stand out. And the result of all of those things is regret, shame, guilt. What if I told you that there was a way for you to have a life that's not ordinary and it doesn't involve shame and it doesn't involve jail time either? I think that would be good news. I think that would be good news for us. The very first people... Adam and Eve had the exact same struggle. They didn't have social media. They didn't have Snapchat or Instagram, but they had the same struggle. Eve did not want to be ordinary. And so when she was presented with temptation to eat the fruit that God had forbidden in the Garden of Eden, she took it. She bit because she wanted something better than what she perceived as an ordinary life. And Adam did the same thing. They rebelled. And we all know that that did not turn out very well at all. And since then, people have struggled with the very same desire to escape an ordinary life and often choose something that ends in pain and regret. So when Jesus came onto the scene several thousand years later, he wanted to let people know that there was a way to have a life that wasn't ordinary. He wanted to break that pattern of ordinary living. And one of his followers, Matthew, wrote this down. This is something that Jesus said, and I think it's always good to pay attention to the things that Jesus says, but especially when he's very specific. So here's what he says. Matthew records this in chapter 9, verse 13. Um, of the book by the name Matthew. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. Kind of sounds dun dun dun. But he's saying, Jesus is saying two things right here. There are two ways to live there's this narrow way, and then there's this way that is wide or broad. And we're going to talk about the narrow way in a minute, but this broad, wide road. Lots of people choose to travel this road. And this road ends in destruction. And lots of people go there. It doesn't take a lot of effort to walk on this wide, broad road. And people make this decision that I'm going to walk on this, this wide road. And they think that they have total control over all of their decisions and all of their choices. I may say things like, I want people to think I'm hot. So I'm going to take this photo and I'm going to post it in social media. Or I want people to think that I am the most fun person. So when I go to this party, I'm going to drink all the things. I'm going to do all the things. I'm going to put lampshades on my head and act crazy so that people will think that I am fun. And in the end, what really what ends up happening is you have nights that you don't remember and you have a portfolio of bathroom selfies And you pretty much look like everybody else around you. And 
And he's saying this way leads to destruction. It does not give you what you want. You end up looking like everyone else. But there is another way. And here's how he describes that. Go on to the next verse. Yes, but small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life. And only a few find it. It's like he's telling you a secret. There's this small way, there's this narrow way. And not a lot of people find it. But this is the way that leads to life. And on this road, on this narrow road that leads to life, Jesus takes control. He is the one that takes control. So when you walk this road and you walk this road with him, you are able to say no when everyone else is saying yes. Or you're able to say yes when everyone else is saying no. Whether it's in a dating relationship, whether it's um, when you're hanging out with friends, whether it's how you interact with your family, you are able to do those things that most people aren't able to do. You're able to respond in ways that most people don't respond in. Few people find it. But there is a risk on this road. There is a risk. Because on this narrow, small road, you can't hide. You can't just blend in with the crowd because there's not a crowd on this road. You stand out. And there may be people that think things about you that you don't want them to think about you. There may be uh, a spotlight put on you that you wish wasn't there. But I can promise you that you will experience benefits that most people don't experience because most people are not walking this road. So this is really simple tonight. Very simple. One takeaway. I'm going to spend a few minutes talking about this takeaway and this challenge, and then I'm done because I don't like to talk a long time if I don't need to talk a long time, right? (laughs) Yeah, okay. So here's the takeaway. Here's the one thing, one action step. Make a decision before you're in a situation. Make a decision before you are in a situation. You may be going, I don't even know what that means. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so before the next party invitation comes, make a decision. What kind of parties are you going to go to? What are you going to do while you're there? If things get out of control, what's your escape plan? Make a decision before you're in a situation. Because once you're in the situation, the decision is much more challenging. It's a lot harder. It gets a lot more awkward. It may feel awkward up front, but I promise it's way more awkward once you're in the moment. Make a decision before you're in a situation. In a dating relationship, make a decision before you're in a situation. Make a decision. What are your standards and your boundaries going to be for the physical aspect of your dating relationships? I promise if you wait until you're in a situation and parents aren't home, you're not going to make good decisions. You don't make good decisions in the heat of the moment. You make good decisions before when you're thinking clearly. Make a decision before you are in a situation. And I know this probably sounds like, oh, this is exactly what I would expect to hear at church. You're telling me, don't drink, don't do drugs, don't have sex outside of marriage. You are right. That is absolutely what I'm telling you to do. Because, (laughs) because I believe... 
100% that if you make those choices, you will have a much better life. You will be much happier. You will experience a lot less pain and a lot less regret if you make those choices. But I can't tell you what to do. I just think that translates to a better life. And I don't even think you have to believe in Jesus to apply that in your life and to have a better life. Invite a friend into that conversation. Have them help you. Say, hey, we're going to this party together and we're peacing out as soon as this starts happening. You, you're going to need help. Things are going to get challenging. So, but I do want to say this. It's not just with those things that we may think are bad choices. Because some of you are like, I don't even go to parties, so this doesn't even apply to me. Um, I have no friends. I don't. So, okay, so you guys, in a couple of weeks... You're going to go to big stuff, right? We're excited about big stuff? Yes? Okay. Let me, give you, let me give you some other examples about what this looks like, okay? Because some of you, believe it or not, some of you are going to go to big stuff, and it may start off a little bit rocky, and you may not be having a great time. You may be homesick. You might want to come home. Or there might be friend drama. And it may happen on the bus before you even get there. So, make a decision before you're in a situation. Decide right now even, hey, when friend drama starts and she starts talking about her and can you believe and she took my seat and oh my gosh, it's too hot in here and all the drama that starts happening. Okay, before you're in a situation, make a decision. I am going to bring resolution. When people are fighting, I'm going to try to help them get along. I'm going to be the one that stands up and says, hey, let's be friends. Let's not be jerks. And And if you see somebody who's having a hard time, who feels lonely, who's not being included, make a decision now. Hey, I'm going to be the one that looks for the lonely person and then be a friend to that person. Make a decision Before, because I promise, when you're out on the beach, having a good time, hanging out with your friends, it's not going to be natural for you to be thinking about other people. You're going to be thinking about yourself. So make a decision before you're in a situation. When it comes to what you, maybe you're not going to big stuff, and you're like, eh, I'm not going. I don't have to listen to that. Okay, well, you are uh, almost out of school. Maybe you are out of school. Maybe you're done for the summer, right? Yay, summer. We don't have to go to school, right? Okay, how are you going to spend your time this summer? Are we going to waste the summer playing video games and scrolling our phones? So that three weeks in, we're like, oh, I made it up another level on Fortnite or whatever it is. Or, or yes, I kept my 700 snap streaks alive. I mean, like, yes, it's so great. Um, are we going to do that? Or could we maybe say, you know what? Instead of just wasting the entire summer on Snapchat and Fortnite, maybe I could say, hey, how can I serve somebody else in the community? How can I make a difference in the life of somebody else? Make a decision before you're in a situation. And speaking of social media, um, think about how, how do you want to leverage your social media accounts? Do you want to use Snapchat and Instagram as a way to just promote yourself and talk about how great you are ad nauseum because everybody loves to see how great you think you are, I promise. Um, Or 
Could you maybe look for ways to take your social media account and say, you know what? I'm going to look for ways to use this to encourage someone else. I'm going to look for ways to use this to um, make somebody else's day just a little bit better. Because here's the thing. The ordinary thing, the ordinary life is about yourself saying, hey, look how great I am. Look at all the awesome things I do. And look, oh, bathroom selfie. Um, I mean, that's the natural thing. That's the natural thing. That's the ordinary thing. The life that is anything but ordinary is one that puts other people first. It's one where you are considering other people. You're thinking about how can I make someone else's life better today, not just my own. So if you guys will do this, if you will make a decision before you're in a situation, whether it's some bad choice or whether it's some choice that you can make to make the world around you a better place, a more positive place, make a decision before you are in a situation. And I promise you that if you do, you will be on that narrow road. You will be on that road to living a life that is not ordinary. And it is a life that everybody wants, but few people find. I'd love to pray for us. I told you I was going to be fast. I would love to pray for us so that you can spend some time talking about this in your small groups tonight. God, thank you so much for Jesus and his courage, and his words. And God, I pray for every student in this room. God, that the things that I've said tonight, not because I said it, but because I believe your words are true. God, I pray that every student in this room would take to heart the idea of making a decision before they are in situations. God, I pray that you would give them the courage to say no when everyone else is saying yes. God, I pray that you would give them an extra measure of where they feel your presence and they feel your bravery. God, I pray that you would give them wisdom as they sit down and they decide and think through who, who, who do I want to be? What do I want to be about? Do I want to be like everybody else? Do I want to do what's easy? Or do I want that life that is not ordinary? And am I willing to stand up and take that risk of being different? God, I pray that you would give them wisdom as they decide what those steps are. And I pray that you would give them courage to act on those decisions when they are in situations. God, thank you for how you love us. God, thank you for fighting for us when we can't fight for ourselves. I thank you for your love. I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you would like to get more information on Impact Student Ministry or The Summit Church, visit us online at thesummitchurch.net.